You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network TV Bricks. Oxilia Mnangagwa, First Lady of the Republic of Zimbabwe, Master in Economic Governance. She holds honorary doctorates from three universities, the Open University of Zimbabwe, the Indian Goenka University, and, since 2022, the Russian State University of Humanities. Today, the First Lady of Zimbabwe, Oxilia Mnangagwa, is active in Africa's First Ladies' Organization in the fight against HIV. She's an ambassador of health in Zimbabwe. In 2018, she founded the Angel of Hope Foundation, which raises funds for hospital rehabilitation, assists with employment opportunities for vulnerable people, develops secondary education, runs orphanages and shelters, and advocates for women's and racial equality. The First Lady of Zimbabwe Foundation has been awarded the We Are Together International Prize in the Health of the Nation category. In 2022, Zimbabwe's Angel of Hope Foundation and TV Bricks International Media Network entered into a media cooperation agreement. Your Excellency, Mrs. Nangagwa, uh, good day. So thank you so much for accepting our invitation to have this interview. So it's my big honor to lead this interview with you. Thank you. Being the First Lady, it's a big honor, but also a big challenge. What does it personally mean to you to be First Lady? Personally, um, being a First Lady is what you do for the people and for the country. It also defines who you are as a First Lady. In this case, I am a hardworking woman and I would want to see um, many families, inclusion of women and girls and the youths, working for their good uh, livelihood. Back in 2018, by your initiative, uh, the foundation, the Angel of Hope, was launched. How did you come up with this idea, with this amazing initiative led by the First Lady? I thought to come up with this um, foundation to enable me to know what is it that is in Zimbabwe, in urban centers and in rural areas. That's how I came up with the foundation, since I also wanted to learn how our people are living. Because what I just found out from the urban centers and rural areas, uh, there are two different lives there. So uh, this helped me to see what type of work I'm going to do or what type of help that I'm going to give to our people, given that given the two scenarios of urban and rural. I didn't start the work when I was the first lady, when I became the first lady. Mm-hmm. I think I was born with it, but I didn't know that there's another hidden talent. I used to uh, help uh, the grannies back home when I was still very young. Mm-hmm. My background is that um, I was the head of the family when I was very young and uh, I was looking after my siblings. Mm-hmm. When I was young, it's, um, in grade three, grade four. And that's when I started helping uh, the old people in our community. And then 
I once became an MP, a member of parliament of one of the constituencies in my country. I also found myself doing that as well. Uh, looking at the elderly, washing clothes for them. Before being the first lady, working in their fields, before I was the first lady. Mm -hmm. And gathered all the women to work for their families. And that time, I touched on cleanliness, I touched on health, I touched on hands-on for families, livestock for women. And those rural women to also have some houses in urban setups. And all that is still going on. And uh, it's, it's in me. And when I do it, I do it wholeheartedly. I don't pretend, but I mean it. I didn't know about this, but it, I was born with it. That's why I started very young. You know, looking after the old people and those who want some help. I could go do my work uh, in the house, my own house, my chores there. Then I think of, ah, but I didn't uh, visit that granny, two houses down the line. So I go there and do something, uh, fetch firewood for them, uh, putting some uh, water to boil and uh, cleaning, sweeping, washing for her. Mm -hmm. So it started uh, when I was very young. Not that I was driven by the post of being first lady, no. It's in me. Even if I leave the post of being first lady, no one will take it away from me because it's inside me. How it works today and what was in the beginning? Uh, in the beginning, it was um, like awakening our people to know that there's a foundation which can help them in different aspects of life. And um, now it has um, shown that it can spread wings and do more than when the foundation started in 2018. The traversing that I do in the country also brings new ideas for me to embark on other areas that I have not yet started working on. So that's the difference now. And it's like I'm adding what I started before and what I'm getting uh, still in the process of um, volunteering to save our nation. Core direction that I would want to see my foundation working on is the healthcare. Mm -hmm. um, our women, the youths to get the awareness that health first. And that's what as a first lady I'm advocating on, um, educating our people that you have to understand and know um, your health. And the other field is on uh, education educating uh, all the people regardless of age or status. I've partnered with a local university and uh, this university helps to train our people in short courses, which now helps them to be in business 
be able to market their products and also bring a unity amongst themselves. The other thing also I'm looking at is um, production farming. We are encouraging, I'm encouraging families to embark on farming, which includes our traditional grains. The traditional grains are different because they are small, tiny uh, grains, but they are resistant to the climate change. Like now we're experiencing some heat waves and now it's raining, se raining season in our country, mm -hmm. but you'll find also that we have some spells of, of the heat. So these um, traditional grains, th they can resist and we will be able to get food for our families. I'm also encouraging women families to have domestic chickens, um, goats, sheep, livestock, domestic livestock. Mm -hmm. That should be uh, found in every home or family setup. It mitigates the issues of um, relish, healthy eating. Mm -hmm. It also brings um, some funds to look after their families, sending children to school, the buying of uniforms, the other type of foods that they may want in the family. So I'm encouraging all families to have domestic livestock. You focus on so many details. Yes, I look at everything that makes a family. Mm -hmm. I'm also in hygiene. I am training families what hygiene is. Because if you look at it, it now also comes to our health that we are talking about. So the cleanliness of uh, the homestead, if they know to clean where they live, that will now extend to the whole community. In their um, small grocery shops, so now we have the, an, an, a clean environment. I think that uh, being a mother helps you to focus on these details, like you're coming in every family house. As a woman and as a mother, you should know these small details. Mm -hmm. And um, you go and remind them that you have forgotten this. Please, may you do this. You, the benefits are these. Mm -hmm. So that's how I work with the families. This is very genuine approach. Yes. Yes, and um, it's very inspiring that you do it by yourself personally. Yes. Not, not like um, managing no. other people, but by your own example. Mm -hmm. Yes. You realize plenty of programs to enhance all citizens' access to education also. What positive changes in this area can be noted? This uh, brings um, development first in families. Somehow, it also work with government, mm -hmm. development of the country. People have to be disciplined when they are educated, they are in business, and also uh, they have to be disciplined financially when they get the money. 
how they are going to use it. It's an eye-opener to all ages, actually. Uh, that self-discipline is very important in whatever you, you want to do, to see yourself prosper and uh, the business that you want to venture in, to bring more fruits for you when you are disciplined and following what is needed. Speaking about uh, women empowerment, what role uh, women have uh, in Zimbabwe? We now found, find our women in agriculture, they are in mining, uh, they are in tourism, they are in construction, they are virtually everywhere. But it started humbly, you know, from the family level. Now they are able to be involved in all these areas. So you should start your work from where you live. And that encourages that every day they say, why not me doing that? Why not me trying that? But because it started from home. So that's what we are seeing now, that our women are now involved in everything. Like um, where uh, we find men dominating, our women are also getting involved in that. Oh, that, that's very promising. Yes. yes. Also, you run a successful feeding program to ensure no children miss school due to food challenges. This is also a very important thing. Uh, when have you started to pay attention at this problem and what have been done in this area? I started this program um, in 2020 after I traveled around the country. And I noticed that um, the children who come from backgrounds that don't have are not attending or going to school. Sometimes because of hunger, sometimes because of some funds for paying school fees. And that's when I started this feeding program for them to remain in class and being focused. And I've also taken some children that I'm paying school fees for. And I personally also make some school uniforms for those children. And we've seen now, if they think of that food, all the children are rushing, going to school. Mm -hmm. Because there's some, something to eat for them. And their attendance is uh, changed for the better. In your opinion, why the cooperation in the social sphere between our countries, I mean Russia and Zimbabwe, uh, is meaningful? It's very important for nations to know each other. The cooperation between the two nations or uh, my foundation with other foundations here will bring some exchange programs mm -hmm. and the insight of what is happening in the foundations, in the two nations, where are women, where are youths, both boys and girls. So it's part of um, it's educational and it is helping and it helps both foundations, both nations. 
So, you know, United Nations declared uh, sustainable development goals. And in my opinion, your foundation and what you do um, meets these goals perfectly. And thank you for promoting uh, Zimbabwean approach in solving these problems. It really means a lot. And I think that um, this experience should be promoted worldwide through media sources also. And speaking about media, in your opinion, is it um, important to bring up these stories about voluntary and uh, about all these social issues in media? Because, you know, nowadays uh, media sources m more focus on some sensational things, fried things and so on, because it attracts audience mostly. But um, as a journalist, I think that these stories should be told. It is very important for media to be involved because um, media spreads or it sells mm -hmm. somebody's work. It also highlights to those people who don't know what is happening. We cannot work without media. But at the same time, we are saying we need proper and uh, the correct reportage. Uh, so that it's not diluted or misunderstood. So we heavily rely on media. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> and we appreciate it a lot, yes. Your Excellency, uh, what other areas of cooperation could you mention as a perspective for Russia and Zimbabwe and maybe Zimbabwe and BRICS member states? We need cooperation in almost everything. As you know, Russia is very economically sound. Mm -hmm. uh, science and technology is also very good. They are also in agriculture, in energy. So cooperation in all these areas will benefit Zimbabwe more because we are learning from the country that has experienced it already. And we will try that uh, Zimbabwe should leapfrog itself, not inventing, reinventing the wheel, mm -hmm. but to leapfrog to established economies already, because we are still a developing country. I would uh, want to say we welcome BRICS. Mm -hmm. And um, it's only time that we didn't have uh, to get to know BRICS. BRICS now has a lot of work to do because it has to learn and know the other side of the world, how we are doing our things. And they also tell the story to the other world, side of the world. So BRICS is now in between us. So we rely on BRICS to report exactly what is happening in Africa and also back to our country, what is happening here. So BRICS has a lot of work to do. That's why I am happy about working with BRICS. And uh, BRICS now will tell the story and it will encourage those who are not yet uh, privy to what is happening here. And it encourages also those who are working hard to look for BRICS so that we also get to know what is happening.
I'd like to conclude our conversation with the question that I didn't plan to ask, but please allow me to ask it. Yes. Uh, I heard that people in Zimbabwe call you Amai. Mm -hmm. This is very beautiful name and in your own language it means uh, like the mother of nation. It's it's just amazing. So what does it mean to you personally to, to, to be Amai? I'm so humbled by that name. The word Amai embraces everything. The word Amai is also seen as um, I should know everything. And uh, for the country of Zimbabwe calling me Amai, I'm so humbled. That's the respect they can give. And I want to thank them mm -hmm. with uh, such type of respect they've uh, shown to me. And I respect them. They are much older women than me in my country. Very old women who are there. We have a lot of experience. Um, in life. But um, when you compare, and also with this word that am I, that's why I'm so humbled to the nation of Zimbabwe. And I promise that um, I'll be with them through and through. And I will tell them that um, I'm a free mother as they've called me. I noticed that uh, the word First Lady, uh, to my nation, I feel it separates me from the mm -hmm. people. Because if you think of First Lady, then you start, how am I going to be dressed? What am I going to talk about? What is she going to say about me when I leave? All that will come in somebody's mind. So I don't like that word uh -huh. because it, it, it leaves a gap between me and the people. So I want to be with them all the time. So where am I um, invite everyone to come and say, am I, may I have this? Am I, I have this problem. So I mostly like the word am I than the first lady. We started our conversation with the words of the First Lady statues yes. and concluded yeah, yeah, it course. with Amai. Yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, first Lady, you know, it's like uh, when we're in business and uh, you sure. know, we visit places. But back home, I respect that word Amai because it is uh, come from the people. Yes. yes. Not many nations uh, call the First Ladies like Amai, like mother. It means... It means a lot. It means a lot. Thank you so much, Your Excellency. Yeah. May, I, may I say thank you so much, Amai? Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, for this conversation. Thank you so much. You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network, TV Bricks.